Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Madison Smith to the show today. Madison's a 70-year-old high school honor student with a very special artistic talent. She enjoys exploring various mediums and styles, and our guest creates digital portraits, still lifes, landscapes, as well as religious-inspired works. In 2021, Madison placed second place in the Dallas-Fort Worth NAACP ACTSO Art Competition. She's also received honorable mention by the International Conference on Stigma Art, sponsored by Howard University. Additionally, our guest has partnered with the Sly Cat Art Gallery in Cedar Hill, Texas, to exhibit her work. Her website is www.mdsartworks.com with an O. And it's with great pleasure I welcome Madison to the show. Welcome to the show, Madison. Hello. <laughs> and I also want to introduce Ken. If you guys can both introduce your parents, <laughs> just introduce yourself for the episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, everybody. I, want, I, I love the idea of being able to share notable stories and things that really catch my eye. And when, Ken, you reached out to me on LinkedIn and we got a chance to exchange information through that. And I was really moved by, you know, you sharing with me Madison's portfolio. And I remember it was a few weeks ago or last month or so, but I was looking at it. I was so impressed with it. I was like, I really would like to do an episode about this. Have Madison come on the show because one of the things I'd like to do is feature artists. And I think it's so important for us to express our artistic ability and the passion behind it, what drives us, what makes us wake up in the morning and put in our best every day and and aspire. And I think that's what Madison is capturing, you know, with her amazing work. And I just, I appreciate you reaching out to me to share with me what she's accomplishing right now. Um, Thank you. As you can obviously see, I'm trying to support her and her passion. And so I think it's so important to, have an opportunity to pursue something you're passionate about. So thank you for uh, giving us an opportunity to share. I appreciate that. 
I just want to ask you, Ken, for, for being the parent of Madison, both of you, I, I guess I could ask, what's been the most, I would say, the most challenge, the greatest challenge you've gone through supporting Madison as she pursues art as one of her, her main stays, her passions? I think it's been building confidence because, I mean, our discovery of her work, we basically were trying to clean up and she had been keeping a lot of early work away from us because she really didn't think it was that good. And even when we said it was pretty good, she pretty much just thought we're, well, you're our, you're my parents. And of course you love everything I do. So, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't until we started sharing with other family members and friends and, and getting that feedback from them that, you know, positive feedback that she really started to build confidence in her work. And so that's really been uh, the biggest challenge is just to encourage her to understand that you, you really do have talent and you should be proud of it and and that you're you're pretty good at that. So uh, we're just trying to build that confidence. And that's what part of this is as well. Sharing her work, sharing her and building her confidence. I love empowerment messages and I appreciate you sharing that. I want to ask you this as Madison's mom, what is the thing that's touched you the most about her pursuing her talents and showing it in such a way? as she has and demonstrated with such ability? Her religion background, when her drawings, it's really touching to see that expression that she does through her painting or drawings. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Madison, let me ask you, when did you first discover that you were artistic and creative? Because I know that's a special hat to put on. And it's not always, it's not always, it's not always something that's easy for someone to express. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, okay. So like growing up, I'm an only child. So <laughs> what do I do to entertain myself? They entertain me, but like, you know, when you get like a five-year-old, six-year-old, you're like, okay, figure something out to do. Never been good at video games. So that kind of booted out. Don't really go outside. <laughs> so I'm in the house. I don't know what to do. I got like crayons and stuff from school. So when I was little, I always liked doing creative stuff and like drawing and whatever was in the house. And then I always kind of kept with drawing with like pencils and like simple stuff. And then quarantine hit. And then I was like, oh, I'm like actually stuck in the house. (laughs) So go anywhere. (laughs) So instead of me keeping myself in, it was like, oh, stay home. I'm like, okay. First, I was like, I get an excuse to stay home. Awesome. Absolutely wonderful. Then after a few weeks, I was like, oh, I'm like stuck in, ho- in the house. And so then I had to do something and I went back to the art and I wanted to like, you know, draw some pretty stuff. And I just kind of kept with it. It was really fun. It was entertaining to do. And that was sort of when most I like started getting like serious. Like I made like an Instagram. I was like, let's make this a fun thing to do. And I was pretty much when it started, but I've always liked doing creative stuff, you know? Do you get an image in your head before you actually put stuff down or creates like how do you, what's your process of creativity? If you don't mind sharing with our eyes. Sometimes it's, I see something and I, or like, okay, recently I'll see pictures. Cause you know, TikTok's huge. So I'll see a video on TikTok sometimes, or I'll see a picture anywhere. And I'm like that, 
would be such a cool painting if I did this and this and this to it, or if I changed color here and I don't know, made this look like prettier. I don't know. It's like, sometimes I'll see something and it'll inspire me to do something else with it, but like keep the same similar subject. Or I'll think of something like I, I read my Bible. So I'll be reading a story and I'm like, that would look really cool. And I have no idea what it looked like because I wasn't there, but I'm like imagining it. And I'm like, this would look so cool if it looked like this and this and this. Cause like, can you imagine Moses parting the Red Sea? And you're like, that would look cool. <laughs> and, and imagine and having it drawn or, or have it created yeah. as your representation of it. That's a gift right there. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll get an image in my head and I'm like, that would look cool if I did this. And then sometimes I'm like, there's another part of it where it's my thought process is, I wonder if I can blank. <laughs> and it's like, I wonder if I can use my palette knife like this. And then I'll try to think of something real quick and then I'll try it out and it'll eventually turn into something else. I did a painting where I think it counts as a painting <laughs> where I took all the chips off, like the dried chips off my painting tubes and I glued them to a and then I like painted over it and it turned into a really cool picture but it all started with like I wonder if I can do this and it turned into something cool so you know different stuff like that I want to share since you brought up your Instagram if you can share your Instagram handle I know I'm gonna have in the show notes I always like to have the guests share how they can contact you on social media oh yeah it's simple because it's like the same thing as the website so it's MDS Artworks I think it might spell that out because it sounds kind of funny, like M-D-S. And then Artworks is spelled normally except for at the end with the X. Oh, So instead of, yeah, instead of the K-S, it's, it's X. So Artworks, perfect. And that's an Instagram. I want to I ask you this. How did you get your, how did you, how did you enter yourself into the, the Dallas-Fort Worth NAACP ACTSO art competition? Yeah. How did that come about? We do that. It was in the invitation. <laughs> Baker got, yeah, yeah, I got invited. And like a really cool yeah. thing to do. Yeah, yeah. we, we had, uh, I'll help you out on that one because she, it was indirectly to her. We have some family members who are strong NAACP members in the DFW area. And they actually brought the competition to our attention. We shared it with us. Yes. Yeah, and then she she entered and, and it, it turned out to be a real positive experience. That's great. And um, what, was, what did you gain? What did you learn the most from participating in this experience at the end of OACP? Uh, one, I liked big canvases. That was one <laughs> thing I learned because they were like, we want it to be bigger. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I love big canvases now. That's what I asked for for Christmas. And I got a ton of them. And then <laughs> <laughs> the second thing was probably like trying to answer questions about art because that was probably one of the first times where I had someone ask me about art and I was like, oh, there's like questions y'all have. <laughs> and I was trying to think of it on the spot. And I was like, oh. they were like, what color, why'd you use the color that you used? And I'm like, um, <laughs> because they were pretty. I'm trying to say that like real smart so that they think I'm smart. <laughs> but that was really interesting because I didn't really, I didn't really know about that side of it, of like people asking questions. I think you are really smart <laughs> for what I see. You don't have to try at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting for that part because that was like my first time doing that. 
you know? And have someone critique your work. Right? Yeah, that too. That was how does that feel? I know when I get critiqued sometimes it's hard. You gotta you gotta you gotta kinda have that tougher skin, right? Where someone's yeah, gonna critique you on something, you're like, okay, I'm ready. And then you kinda like <laughs> you're like, it's not personal. It's not- Right, because they were professional artists. Oh yeah, so it was interesting. Yeah, it's good. Um, I mean, I like criticism in the way that it's like I know they're making. If it's helpful, make it constructive. Give me the opportunity to advance myself, grow. Right. Yes, and I know (laughs) know what they're doing, and so I'm like, okay, that's good advice, and I know it's good advice, and then I'm like the other part of me that everybody has, and they're like, but they said something that it's not perfect. You got to kind of kick that part to to the side, <laughs> but it's always there. <laughs> so criticism, it's, everybody out a little bit. I love your, I love your, I'm looking at your site, your prints, and I love the stuff that you have on there. Cause it's just, it really hits me. And I want to ask you like out of the stuff that you do between pencil sketches or watercolor, uh, digital art, acrylic or abstract, like what do you think comes most naturally to you? If you like could sit there, I know you mentioned your canvas, but if you could sit there and if you had your choice, and, and you would have a 24-hour period of time to just do whatever you wanted for leisure, <laughs> even though it's work because you're creating something. Which, which of those yeah. would you do and why? Uh, I would probably go to acrylic paint. I like acrylic paint. It's grown on me. And, I mean, I like everything else. But acrylic paint, it, like, it works with me. I work with it. It's like we get each other. Everything else I have to almost either fight with or I'm like – Gotta take a breather and like get in the zen moment <laughs> before I do it. Watercolor is one of those, but oil paint's one of those I have to fight with. But acrylic paint, we like flow together and you know, it dries fast. So if there's a mistake, I can just, you know, cover it up, pretend it never happened. And you know, it's just more fun, more relaxing. I was gonna ask you, are you on like Patreon or anything like that for your work? Not yet. I, I you know, I pick up premonitions sometimes, part of my psyche. Thing I do, and I could totally see you having a following on Patreon in the future. Yeah. I see you taking your digital work and expanding it online beyond your site, and it's going to be interactive. And you're going to have a lot of enjoyment with it because you're going to meet a lot of influential people down the road. And so I wouldn't doubt if that's not something you do where you create. It's I have to do it for my show. I haven't done it yet either, but it's like you create an opportunity for people who appreciate what you're doing to be directly involved, and they like commission you basically. Well, and cool. um, I could see you doing something like that. And I also think you're going to work as like an instructor for art stuff in the future. Like you're <laughs> going to be involved in education down the road. Yeah. You're going to do really well with all that stuff. And you're going to have your own exhibits. Like you're already doing your own stuff. But I feel like I just, I'm so excited. I wanted to have you on because I feel like you're a budding talent to me. And you're somebody that is on the cusp of great success. And I wanted to be able to say, hey, look, if I could get you on the show before you hit that spot, but you're already there. <laughs> I mean, I think you're already there. I think you're you're top notch in what you do, and I'm so inspired by you. And I share that because it, it's it's so important with everything we're going through as a society right now that we can highlight the positive impacts that we're making in this world more than any other type of impact. Because I think it can help people smile when we've gone through so much pain and hurt and adversity the last few years. And I, I feel like what you do, it's like painting a rainbow, like giving people inspiration, right? And in a moment that they they have been really clinging to find that inspiration. I'd like to ask you about your prints because I picked a couple to to select to ask you about today. And, and one of them is your red butterfly print, the acrylic painting for that. 
And I wanted to ask you about it because in this particular one, you talk about how butterflies represent transformation and transition and that we can manage and change the stage, stages of our life as we mature. And that's so, it resonates so well with me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you what inspired you to do this print. So what really the process of it, I, I saw, I had done a similar painting before and kind of tying into that, like transitioning thing. I was like, you know what, what if I tried to do this again? Cause that was, it was really, it was a really early painting. And so I was like, well, I've learned more now. I learned how to do different stuff. And so let me try again. Let me keep the same idea, you know, change it up a little bit, add a little bit of spice. And so I started painting that piece and it was, I really love it. I love that piece so much, <laughs> you know, just the colors and everything, but that transition of like life stages. I mean, I learned a lot. I probably did them maybe like a year apart. I learned a lot. And I think it shows between the two pictures. I don't think, I don't know where the other pictures on there, but it was kind of like a similar idea and the two pictures look really different, (laughs) but they, I don't know. I like both and for different reasons. Absolutely. Tell us about admonishing job. Admonishing joke. So I, (laughs) I like that one too. It's a beautiful painting. It's, it's like, (laughs) I'm looking at it and I see it looks like the cosmos with a rose in the middle of it. It's yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful painting. Yeah. So the story of Job, he it's a biblical story and it's also very strange. If you just read it like light reading, you're gonna be like, what is going on? But really there's this man named Job and he he was he had a lot of a lot of everything really. He was really rich, very big wealth. I mean, like he had a big family and everything. <laughs> And there's a conversation that's recorded between God and Satan. And it's really kind of strange because, I mean, like you think like that would be strange for us to hear. It's like a almost like eavesdropping on their conversation. And Satan's like, you know, he, you know, Job and Job was said to be a really righteous man. And Satan goes, you know, he's only good and he's only righteous because you're giving him stuff. Right. And you think and you're like, that could be true. And God really almost takes Satan up on this bed. And he's like, listen, we'll see about that. Essentially more God like talking, but we'll see about that. You know, through this whole story. I mean, Job goes through so much like trauma. I mean, he loses everything. And throughout that whole thing, I mean, he has questions because I mean, he's human. We would have questions, obviously. We didn't do anything wrong. And our life looks like it's crumbling in front of us. And he's looking around and he's like, I didn't do anything. People are accusing him because back then they thought like if you did something bad, if you did something bad, then bad things will happen to you. So therefore, if bad things are happening, you you did something bad, which is not how the world works. (laughs) But that's what they were thinking. And Job stays adamant. He's like, I did nothing wrong. And so he starts getting angry and he's like, God, I demand that you tell me what's going on and god's like okay let me so god does address job um his what he's um his request for him to act or have a face-to-face conversation with god not really face-to-face but it's really it's really interesting because god doesn't address job's question directly 
he shows Job all the inner workings of the universe. And he's like the birds. You don't even think about this stuff, but like every inch of every creature, like I have wisdom and sovereignty over and he's showing. And I think that's the moment the painting's kind of talking about is or highlighting is because he's showing this vastness of the universe. And Job is like really itty bitty in comparison to the rest of the universe. <laughs> and all of that. And so Job is just showing like this infinite amount of wisdom that God has. And then that's really God's answer. And so it, it the book of Job really talks about that. It addresses the question of like, if God, why, if God exists, then why is all this stuff happening? And I think the answer that it gives isn't really the answer that we expect, which is like a direct, like, because this, it's really because God knows more than us is the reason we might not always understand why things are happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really cool story because it's not going to say, well, you did something bad. So that's why bad things are happening to you. Taste some point. Like, you know, it's very not cut and dry. And I think, that is one of the cool things about it. And it's very interesting to hear about all the things that God controls. I mean, he's talking about like the bird, the beasts of the field, like the animals that run fat and they do, and they do all these weird things. You see the animal planet, like the animals, they, they be doing a lot. And it's, but it's like all connected. They'll go to like the grasshopper and then you go to something that eats the grasshopper. And then you go to something that's fighting with the thing that ate the grasshopper. And it's really interesting and cool. And I think in the painting, one of the things I like is that the whole, um, I don't know what that's called, like all the movement in the painting and all the brushstrokes aren't centered on Job. They're centered on that light in the middle. And so the world is not revolving around Job at all in the slightest, as it's not revolving around us in the slightest either, even though it feels like it because we are ourselves and we're like, everything is happening to me and everything's about me because <laughs> that's what everybody thinks about themselves. You know I'll share this with you. Looking at, at the image that you've created, it reminds me when I, I don't haven't been stargazing too many times in my life, but I have when I gone. If you just look up at the sky and nature without light pollution, you just see the enormity of the cosmos above you. And you realize that you're just one piece of that equation that everything's exactly. part of God and it's all interconnected with the universe. And the enormity of it's so humbling. And so yeah. I see that from looking at your work. And I think you've encapsulated that beautifully. <laughs> yeah it's really it's really interesting that's my probably the one thing i have to say about it that, that whole story and the work is just it's a eye-opener because <laughs> you know everybody needs to be humbled every once in a while you're like you're not that good <laughs> how many works have you created to date and how, how recent and, and in terms of time frame i know you mentioned it was before the pandemic when you first stayed home more that you got it you got into this artistic vibe where you're creating a lot and, and really doing and I was, i'm just curious like it looks like you have a, a good amount of work on your site so i'm curious like when do you have time to, to go to school and do other things <laughs> oh i wish i could i wish i could paint all day <laughs> instead of don't be surprised you might get your wish i a few months ago <laughs> i'm a lawyer and i'm like moving aside i'm still doing lawyer stuff but i'm making podcasting my more main forte doing it professionally and i remember saying to myself two years ago i wish i could do podcasting all the time <laughs> and here i am so it can happen and it will especially because you have the gifts you got that and you're doing the right thing with those gifts i, I want yeah. over a hundred over a hundred people i mean know if they're all posted even but it's like 
it's a ton, but having time to do it, I mean, summer is a blessing <laughs> because I love summertime. I don't have to do all the yeah. school stuff. Hopefully senior year will be great, but junior year, oh my goodness. It's, <laughs> it's like, I feel like I never get the time to do it because I got homework all the time, homework on the weekends. And it's like, oh my goodness. But there are oh. pockets where I'm not I'll be like scrolling on my phone I'm like time painting you know free time. so would I be accurate to say that it was the pandemic that in process I mean you had your artistic thing going on but that that was a catalyst that kind of got you to really increase your activity as an artist yeah the, yeah uh, during the pandemic I mean because I had I mentioned I liked art before but I think as, cause you know, during once in like June, July and, and everybody's been in quarantine for like three months, everything was like, bleh, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. so bad. And like, I, I was going through this, like, I don't know what that even called. Like, you know how like, like they say like life is like a roller coaster. I was like down here. <laughs> oh yeah. I think everybody collectively has been. We took a ride. <laughs> and so I, I think through that, God actually uh, showed me a list. I think I got probably got saved around the same time because I went through this period of my life where I could not like I always have been able to be creative and get those works going. But there was like a, a probably a month where I could not do anything. And by anything, I mean anything. And this was right before the whole art thing kind of happened and I I love to do a lot of things so I like to like draw I like to write I like to do a lot of creative stuff but I could not do anything for like a good solid month and I think through that like that allowed me to you know have extra time which I had been neglecting like my spiritual life and I had been neglecting my bible and god in general and through that I had to learn that I cannot do anything without god and I kind of got that job moment where like the world doesn't revolve around me <laughs> and it was really, <laughs> it was a very humbling experience I can't I literally can't do any of this if god didn't let me do it that's what I learned during that time and then after that I got to do this I got to like paint and be inspired to like I don't even know. It's just a blessing. <laughs> you know? You're in the zone. Yes. You're in the zone and you got downloads, spiritual downloads. I feel like that have inspired <laughs> you to create these amazing portraits and images and prints. And yeah, I mean, I have to encourage my audience to go check out your website because that's where they'll <laughs> see your hundred work that you've made. And just tell us a little about the website. How did you create your website? And so if someone <laughs> clicks on your site, what will they see? My dad came yeah. through. Yeah, we kind of had a partnership. <laughs> Excellent. You want to take that over? <laughs> so this, that became a collaboration. Dad, who had never developed a website, <laughs> Edison had never uh, developed a website. And so we had to become quick studies on how to do that and what, what best uh, tool to use. I do have a cousin who was familiar with Squarespace, and he kind of gave me a rundown overview of it. And then we had to decide together what, what do we want it to look like? How did we want to put it together and organize it, make it simple, but but good looking, cute. And it was a kind of a great a, site. Yeah, we had a, it was a situation where we were kind of building it while we flew it for a while. We, we didn't have it perfect when we launched it, which was just past, this past June. 
but we had so much interest at the time that we wanted to have uh, uh, some way to facilitate folks getting some of her work. And so we, we set it into motion and then we just started developing it, cleaning it up, proving it as, as the time went on. But it's been a collaboration. I don't do anything to the website without consulting with her on, hey, how does this look to you? Uh, should we change this? Should we have this piece on or should we not? And so I'm kind of uh, serving as the, the back office administrator. I love that. If you will, <laughs> among other roles. <laughs> you're empowering your daughter's dream and you're, you're collaborating with her to make that happen. I mean, how, how best can you not share that, right? I mean, that's powerful. When I, when I looked at the site, I was like, this is impressive. And I looked through the prints and, and it blew me away. You know, it's like really positive. And I love to share those kind of showcase those kind of things. <laughs> For sure. So, I mean, for Madison, for you, you've got to, I mean, when you're in school, are you like, go check out my site? (laughs) (laughs) I'm very awkward about it. Like, okay, anyway, really, like, he's always the one or she's always the one that's like, check out my baby's art, because that's what parents do. I'm like, I'm really awkward about it. I got to, like, not get awkward about it, because, like, my website, and I have to, like, you know, do my part, (laughs) but... I can be really awkward about it sometimes. (laughs) Going back to the butterfly, I mean, we're literally watching the caterpillar turn. I was was going to say that analogy. I was going to say that analogy, how representative of someone that's coming through their own and becoming this amazing butterfly of your own. I mean, you expand your wings and that's what you're doing right now. I started to send you a picture of our refrigerator on Palm, which we still have. (laughs) The two handprints, <laughs> pictures from the third grade on the refrigerator. And now for her to come kind of start coming full circle with what she's doing now, it's really us watching her kind of blossom. And, and it's really been a fun experience. That's beautiful. Uh, Matt, so I want to ask you this. Who has inspired you in terms of your artistic flair, like your inspiration have you turned to as a muse? Former artists that have that I've seen, the kind of like in different ways. Like I like how Bob Ross does like takes the I don't know what technique that is, where it's like things aren't always as hard and complicated as you make them. <laughs> you know, he does a cloud, and you know, some people might do a cloud or they're like up close and personal. But he's like, he's having fun with it. And I love that because it's like you can't even need to be like stressful, stressful. If you want to do it, dot dot dot, then that and that's relaxing to you do it. If you want to do it like this and that's relaxing you, do it. I really like that. And then like, of course, like there's like all the Renaissance paintings because they're just pretty. And I'm like, I want to make something pretty. Like whenever I see something pretty, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. So like small stuff like that. I'll see things anywhere. Like, and then my art teachers, I mean, they are, they're always nice. Art teachers are like usually always nice. There's a few that's out there, but I've never met them. So (laughs) You know, just everyone, everyone's just so nice. And then um, just beautiful paintings or just painting techniques that I've seen from other people. Bob Ross is probably the, the funnest guy. I think Bob Ross showed you how to how to find enjoyment, relaxation and pain. Yeah. yeah. That stress-free kind of relaxation. That's important. So important. Yeah. It's, it is. <laughs> I want to ask you about a few more of your prints that impressed me, including Birthday Wish. If you could share us the uh, motivation behind that print. 
that was around a time where I was trying to learn more about values in painting because that's one of my things that I wanted to work on. But the actual painting, I had always, I kind of like knew the pose before I knew everything else about the painting, which is really weird place to start. But I ended up liking the final product because I, I just like the idea. I think the the birthday wish she's like blowing out a candle and she has like a really hopeful expression on her face. And there's and behind her, there's like golden flares in the background. And I thought it would be like a cool idea if it was like the birthday wishes of the past, like that you could see flickering in the background and then like her new one. And it's like maybe even the same wish where, you know, there's always repeated wishes where you think and I'm like, like, I just want this one thing. And, you know, everybody has that hopefulness about them. And I think that's one of the really cool parts about that piece. I love the idea because we all made, we, we're all, everyone in the audience that's listening to us right now has some, familiar, some familiarity with their birthday wish. You know, the candles, they've all been asked to make a wish on their birthday and they've <laughs> all, we've all done that for our whole lives. And so it's interesting that you, you, you uh, chose to make that one of your works and be inspired <laughs> as such. What do you think for yourself when you look back at the last few years and the experiences that you've shared with your father and your mother and with others in your life where do you see yourself in five years as an artist five years which by the way you're not going to be that old (laughs) (laughs) you're 17 right now so i'm basically asking you the next three or you know the the formative years of college and beyond 22 yeah hopefully i'll learn a lot in college hoping to have like a really good college experience as everybody does when they're like 18 yeah college and have fun um, I don't know. They're going to have my mom in college. They're going to be like, <laughs> she's playing to follow me. But in five, years, <laughs> in five years, hopefully I'll improve, you know, get more confident. So I don't have to be like, oh, I do art sometimes, you know, because you know, I think everybody gets awkward when they like talk about themselves for like, you know, when you're new to it. Yeah. Just learning more, being more confident, kind of getting more into it, paying more, doing everything. <laughs> You know, if, if you could paint anyone in the world as a portrait of your own, as an original, who would it be and why? Ooh, there's a lot of pretty people. Nope. There's a lot of pretty people out there. <clears throat> yeah, I would probably paint someone I know because then that'd be sentimental. <clears throat> I'd paint my mom. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even catch on to that. <laughs> Joking, no, <here. laughs> Maybe that'll be an early Mother's Day gift. <laughs> my, my position as favorite child. Yes. I mean, I'm already there. But, you know, just in case. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I want to ask you about Lolita LeBron. What motivated you to create that work for yourself? So the name of that is named after a Puerto Rican nationalist and she actually fought like against the U.S. And I think one interesting part about the piece is that there is red, white, and blue in the thing, but it's subtle. And it's like, I think it ties into like Puerto Rico is subtly American, which I mean, because I geography, maybe not like the strongest suit here, but it is American, but I always kind of forget. And like the subtlety of the red, white, and blue is really cool. That I really like her um, face, which is going to sound weird, but I love drawing faces. 
And so she was just really fun to draw. I think most of these are really fun to draw for different reasons, but she's pretty. <laughs> I found the timing interesting when she did that. That was around when uh, that January 6th event. Was it? And, and yeah, oh. And around. Oh, wow. The Congress, but and that's exactly what her and her group did. They actually shot at at the Capitol building and so on. She was arrested for that. So yeah, yeah it was kind of the timing was kind of interesting. So it fits within the timing of your of your yes. of your actual working and commissioning that work at the same time that that was going on. Yes, that's powerful. Do you think when you do your art? Do you feel like it's a spiritual practice, meaning you tap into the spiritual side of yourself to create what you create with your visions and stuff? Well, definitely when I'm struggling, I need to pray <laughs> because I'm like, because I go back to that mindset. I'm like, okay, I, was, I can't do anything without God. I know that. So if it's not working right now, I'm going to step away and take a break. If it needs to work, it'll work, you know, or I'll ask or I'll ask for help. It's always good to ask for help. Um, but like, especially like the biblical pieces, I love doing those because I feel like that's a form of worship. Just like making music is a form of worship, making art is something that I'm good at and something I can do for the Lord, you know? And that's what I want to do because I mean, with everything you've been given, you know, you're expected to use that in a positive way and use that to, you know, build the kingdom. And so if I, if I'm not like, you know, like street preaching or anything you know i'm trying to do something that i can do <laughs> it's just a, a nice way of worshiping god honestly yeah absolutely and you know what i think you're doing it in your own way with your own skill set and your own talents and that's the beauty of it is your capacity to take your passion create what you're doing and inspiring that's the connection i love about all this you're taking something you're good at right you're taking your spiritual focus and everything that's motivating you to do what you're doing and you're creating these amazing prints that other people can appreciate and 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 endear with you know just i love going to an art museum and getting lost in and we have the salvador dali museum here in saint pete that i've been to a few times and it's fun to go walk in there and escape, you know, your, your schedule so that you can actually like enjoy just what Salvador Dali was creating when he created what he did at that time frame of his life. Right. Just like what you're doing right now, the things you're doing right now at this stage of your life are going to reflect what you remember sentimentally and beyond the, 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 the motivations and what caused you to create what you're doing. That's huge. Not a lot of people get that benefit as an artist. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what I, I, I could see you inspiring others, helping other people pick up art, pick up drawing and painting and creating. I see that in your future path. So what do you think for yourself, if you could do anything right now, you would work on? Like if it was art or, or schoolwork or prayer work or family time, what would be the most like enjoyable thing for you? Uh, I love all of those, except for schoolwork. That one's not really <laughs> but I, I mean, I love a good blend, you know, it's kind of because sometimes I'll try to like map out my day and I'm like, OK, I'm going to do something I like later because I just did physics and I don't want to do that again. And so I'll do this, but then I'll end up, you know, hanging out with everybody. And I'm like, this is fun. You know, I'm not going to leave this to go and paint right now. And then sometimes I'm like, I need to paint because everything else is stressing me out and I need the palette knife right now. <laughs> um, and on those days I paint, but 
And then I try to read my Bible every hour, like an hour each day so that I can get that in, even if I don't feel like it because it's important. But, you know, the other stuff, like trying to feel like feeling like painting or feeling like hanging out with people or calling a friend or anything, it's just like all of it's enjoyment to me. And so whatever I can do right now or whatever makes the most sense right now, just do it. I love painting, though. <laughs> so sometimes I'll just go upstairs and everybody be over and I'm like, OK, time to go. <laughs> and sometimes when you're creative, it's a form of therapy for yourself. It's like it's like an ability to express things that might be bottled up inside. Right. That yeah. you get to create this thing. And next thing you know, it's expressed. It's out there. It's for it's for the world to see and enjoy. Yeah. I wonder what happened. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get frustrated and I'm like, I gotta go. But like, I wonder what would happen if I made a painting while I was angry. <laughs> like angry. <laughs> I don't know. That would probably be scary. You know? I would I would meditate, pray a little before you go into that state of mind because yeah. I think your talent's so amazing. But definitely like if I'm sad or not, I'll be like, all right, let's make this into a painting at least. <laughs> put some emotion on the canvas i, I mean from my vantage point and I'm, I'm observing our interview right now i'm participating at the same time but i'm saying i just i love being able to share your story today because from my vantage point anything we could do to talk about something positive right now that's yeah. uplifting that people can go to and click on and look at and share the experiences of what we're discussing right now like your website i find that empowering Anyone who's sitting here who's listening to our episode can go to your website. And, and I want you to share your website again with our audience because I want them to come look at your work and they can order your work. There's prints of your work on there that they can order. There's merchandise. They can they can hire you for commissions, it looks like. There's things that you can do there. And, and I, I'd love to have you share that again with our audience. Yeah, my website is www.mdsartworks.com and it is spelled... Goodness, my spelling right now. The art, instead of the KS at the end, it's an X. So it's, yeah, so it's WRX for works.com. Yes. Ken, for you, how proud are you just having the opportunity of doing this? Is your first interview with each other on a podcast? Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. And I'm honored that you came on, that you guys came on. I know you talked about that. I'm equally honored that you had that you felt strongly enough to give us an opportunity to share. I think you can tell by my communication, me just, I, I use my Facebook, I use my LinkedIn and basically shouting to the hills about my daughter. And I've gotten so much positive feedback on LinkedIn and Facebook, you know, congratulating me on just being so proud of her and encouraging her throughout the experience. I couldn't be more proud. I really couldn't. Regardless where any of this goes, <laughs> I am I am so proud uh, that she has this perfect balance of being of loving God, of being able to express her talents and and just being a good person within it all. And and I think that that's a blessing and she's been a blessing to us. So, yeah, I shout from the mountaintops, you know, look at my daughter, look what she's trying to do, <laughs> look at the kinds of things that she's trying to do. And uh, I, I just, I couldn't be more proud. I love it. I gotta ask you a question, mom. What do you, uh, what do you like the most about having such a talented daughter? Mm, she's a blessing. She's my favorite baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
the only baby. <laughs> the only baby girl. I am so grateful to God for giving me the opportunity to be her mother. Yes. Like, I just I say- <laughs> what, I, what I love showcasing is is love. <laughs> Yep. It's a common, it's a common thing we all have, but not everyone gets to express it. And it's, you got to encapsulate. It's like putting cologne in a bottle and you open it and you smell it. This is love. This is love. Father's love for his daughter. Madison's love for art. Mom's love for daughter. Everyone. I think, I just think this is going to be a really great episode to share with our audience. And I'm happy that we can share it today. And I look forward to your future successes. And I'll say this, when you happen to have big success coming up, I'd love to keep this platform open for you to come back on and update me so I can share with our audience. And I always leave that open to my guests. And I thank you for coming on this evening and, and just being you doing you and empowering and, and, and shaping and influencing in a positive direction. Those are, and, 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 and being proud of your faith and incorporating that into your art. It's just such a beautiful exchange of everything. It's a perfect mix. It's a perfect mix for me to showcase and balance and everything else. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Jason. I just want to thank Madison for coming on the show with her parents and sharing such an amazing story. I, a lot of us have been through some trying times the last three, you know, last few years with the pandemic and everything has happened. And Madison was able to take that moment and create with it. And not only just create, but create something beautiful that really represents her talents inside herself. And she's going to continue to explore her art style and it's going to grow and become more sophisticated. And I'm just so grateful that we got a chance to, to have that on the show today and do a showcase of that for our particular purposes. Check out Madison's website, mdsartworks.com. For me, it's important when you can have a platform that you can share positive stories of empowerment and encouragement. And it's just, I love doing this stuff. So I guess you can tell that. And I'm going to continue to do so, but you'll definitely be inspired from what you see when you click on Madison's site and look at her portfolio and definitely support her financially. Check out her information. There's information on the site. We'll share that in the show notes about how you can get in touch with Madison directly. I believe she's a talent that's coming up. You'll hear more from her in the future for sure. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. 
Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.